The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Marsha Wozni about her mini wishes catered event experience at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she decided to do the wishes catered event experience and the location she chose and how everything turned out. So welcome, Marsha. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. No problem. I'd love to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to get married at Disney. <laughs> well, when we first got engaged, we figured there's no way we could afford a Disney wedding. But the more we started to look into weddings around northern New Jersey, we realized we really couldn't afford a northern New Jersey wedding. So it was stressing me out. And I said to Aaron, I think the only way I can really do this is if we do it in Disney. So... We started looking into it and just decided that was what we wanted and whoever could be there could be there. That's great. How did you guys decide that you wanted to do the Wishes Catered Event Experience? Well, when we were first looking, it wasn't an option. So we were looking at escape and regular wishes and, you know, the higher price tag on regular wishes was more prohibitive. So we were actually thinking if we could try to make escape work. And then like a few days after we started looking at it, the catered event experience popped up when I was looking at the options on the website. So I said, you know, that is perfect for us. And that's the way we decided to go. That's great. And for any of my listeners who are unfamiliar, the catered event experience, which is sometimes also referred to as mini wishes, is basically discount on the wishes collection if you have it on certain days of the week at certain times and during <laughs> certain seasons. <laughs> yeah, we got lucky that we got in before some of those restrictions. Right, right. Yeah, starting in 2017, there are now these seasons and they seem to have gotten rid of the evening event, which is what Marsha did, but we'll hear all about that. So tell me about how you chose your ceremony and reception venues. For the ceremony at Seabreeze Point, that was our number one, like, non-negotiable. We own DVC at the boardwalk, and it's our favorite area. So that was just, you know, no-brainer for us. That's where we were going to have our ceremony no matter what. For our reception, things changed a few times for us because when we first started planning, the Mini Wishes catered event was only available for 10 a.m., 
and noon ceremonies. So when we actually chose our date and got our confirmation, we were going to be having our reception at the attic. And then we were going to do a phantasmic dessert party. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And then we actually did our site visit after our one-year mark because we were going down for a vacation. And we went and saw the attic. And it just happened to be the worst heat wave ever happening at the end of October, beginning of November. And since we knew we would be maximizing the guest list and people would have to sit outside, we decided against it. So then... We saw Ariel's and the Living Seas, and we were just deciding between those, and we ended up picking Ariel's, and that's what we had until another day. I was looking on the Disney Weddings website and noticed that 7.30 p.m. became an option, and I know now that's not an option for other brides, but it was April, and our wedding was in October when I found that out, so I emailed my planner right away and was like, what are our options? Can we switch? Can we do this? So it ended up working out that we switched to Eau de France, which is the lower level of France for our reception. That's great. And if anybody else is wondering, you know, how hard is it to do a switch like that? It's actually pretty easy. They just send you a new contract with the new locations that you sign. And then, of course, if you've already sent the save the dates, which we did before we changed (laughs) our location, you might want to send new save the dates. Did that happen to you guys? Yeah, I mean, we had already sent our save the dates, but we didn't have any specifics of times or anything on our save the dates. Smart. So, and it's funny that I was having our invitations made, and she was just about to print our invitations when we found out that the switch, so I was like, oh my god, put a hold, we might have to switch everything. So, we got lucky in that it was right before the invitations were printed that we got to switch it. That's fantastic. Yeah, and Disney made it easy. We got lucky that there was availability for what we wanted. Definitely. So how many guests did you invite, and how many ended up making the trip? We invited about 80, and we had 50-plus us end up actually coming. It was a lot more than we were expecting. (laughs) Interesting, yeah. With the catered event experience, you have a lower enhancement minimum. What did you guys end up spending your enhancement minimum on? Our enhancement minimum was spent on a motor coach, Mickey and Minnie, and some centerpieces, and Illuminations viewing fees, and our site fee. So the only fun thing was really Mickey and Minnie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for us, the enhancement minimum was $3,000 for our package. We were right around $4,000. So, you know, we went a little bit over, but... There really wasn't anything we could cut except Mickey and Minnie because we went really minimal on decor and everything. We didn't have a choice on the motor coach and the illuminations viewing fees and stuff like that. So our total to Disney was right around 18,000 and that was with our 50 guests plus us. So I know we were really close to our food and beverage minimums. Did you guys feel restricted by the requirements of the Mini Wishes catered event experience, or was it basically just how you would have planned the wedding anyway? I think maybe we would have liked the reception to be a little bit longer, but I mean, for what we did and what we had at our reception, it was really a good amount of time. Like, we didn't have a DJ or music or anything like that. So, I mean, it would have been nice to have a little bit longer, but other than that, everything worked really well for us. 
Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know sometimes people feel worried that if they don't have entertainment at their reception, it's going to be boring and everybody's going to be like looking at their watches. But you guys, you had illuminations to kick off your reception. Right. How did that go? From the beginning of the planning, my mom was really freaking out about, you know, you're not having any entertainment, nothing to keep people interested. And she was, like, really insistent that we had to get, like, caricature artists. And I I tried to explain to her what the timeline actually was going to be and that there was no point in having them whatsoever. Um, So when we decided to add Mickey and Minnie, we wanted to keep it a surprise from everyone. But we told my mom so that she would stop telling us we had to have caricature artists. (laughs) But (laughs) I said, Mom, you know, our ceremony was at 7.30. Illuminations was at 9.00. People came in, got a drink, got appetizers. It was time for illuminations. Then, you know, that entertained people for a pretty decent amount of time. Then we ate. Then Mickey and Minnie came, cake. And, you know, it was over before before anybody had any time <laughs> to be bored. That's we were worried, but, you know, it, it ended up being perfect. That's great. And that's a helpful timeline of how the reception ran. Can you give me a timeline of how the whole day fit together? Originally, we thought we would go over to Hollywood Studios and ride Toy Story, our favorite ride. I even made fast passes, but we didn't end up waking up in time. <laughs> so um, hair and makeup was set to come at 1.30. And actually, good thing we didn't go to the park because we, we got a notice in our room that the water was being shut off in our hotel. I think it was from around 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we had hair and makeup coming at 1.30. Maybe it even was out until 2. So when I got that notice, I was a little freaked out, but it ended up being okay. So hair and makeup came around 1.30. They did the hair for my two junior bridesmaids, who are my husband's nieces. And then they started working on me and my mom. Uh, my mom <laughs> was a little bit of a diva. She took longer than I ended up taking. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a two-bedroom at um, the Beach Club Villas, so my husband and my my brothers and his best man, they were over there hanging out. You know, They went and got us food and stuff, brought us sandwiches and everything like that. So I was pretty, pretty good. I was done, and my mom was still <laughs> getting ready. Our photographers, The Roots, and videography, we had Tyler from Beyond Videography. They came at 4.30, so I was just about to get dressed. I guess they told me when to get dressed sometime after that. They took pictures of stuff around the room. Then we got dressed. At some point, Aaron got dressed, I'm sure. We do have, like, I can see in the pictures, the timeline. He was getting dressed around the same time I was getting dressed. I know Nate was in his room and Jensie was in my room. And then we had our first look. I think on the schedule, it was supposed to be at 5.20. I didn't have a watch or my phone with me, so I'm not really sure exactly what time it ended up being. We did that at the beach club. And then we went over to the boardwalk to take all of our portrait pictures, just the two of us, and then our families and bridal party showed up sometime a little bit earlier than they were supposed to. They were confused. They came down to the boardwalk, and we have some interesting pictures because of that. Then we did family and bridal party pictures, and then somewhere around 7 photo and video left and left us and we kind of hung out and then the ceremony was at 7 30 I don't know if we started on time 
but I do know that we had some guests walking in right as I was about to walk in. So I was not happy about that. I was yelling at people, (laughs) family members. Thank you. Uh, So that was a little stressful. But then we had the ceremony at 730. And then um, cocktail hour was supposed to start at 830. It probably did. We were late because we had some issues with our transportation. I don't really know why, but the motor coach made it on time. And then uh, we had our reception, or we got there right before illumination started. So, you know, we got in position and did all the fancy illuminations photos. Then after that, we had our first dance. We had best man and man of honor toasts. Then we had dinner. Mickey and Minnie came and we had cake. And then before we knew it, it was over. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another thing that's interesting is usually you can't have characters at outdoor receptions in Epcot. But because you guys were there after the park closed, they let you do that. Yeah, I think they were on the schedule. They were supposed to come around 1030. So since the park closed at 9 and Illuminations was over by 930, I'm sure. I guess as long as the park was cleared, we were okay for that. That's great. When you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention and budget? Number one was photography. From the minute I saw the roots, you know, I wanted the roots, but I wanted to involve my husband in the decision. So I gave him a whole list of all different photographers and had him look at all the styles and everybody. And he came back and said the roots. And this is before he knew anything about pricing either. And I said, well, (laughs) and it's funny because we listened to one of your podcasts that Nate and Jensie were on about choosing your photographer. And as we were laying in bed one night listening to it, and we just looked at each other and we're like, okay, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go with them. (laughs) So, um, and it's lasting memories. So we have our photos forever. Um, we haven't gotten our video yet, but that was another thing, I guess. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved some money or some effort? Decorations. We really didn't spend much money. We put up a couple like paper lanterns at Seabreeze Point and we did really minimal centerpieces. They were like those gel cylinders with glow cubes in them. Yeah, that was really not something we were concerned about. And we actually ended up getting lucky and they gave us the fancy chairs. We didn't pay for them. (laughs) They just showed up at Epcot. Yeah. That's awesome. So that was nice. Yeah, because those chairs are like $10 a chair and there's like a $200 delivery fee. So you lucked out there. (laughs) Yeah. Originally, when we thought that the standard was only the plastic chairs, we were going to pay for them. But in our planning session with Floral, she told us that there were banquet chairs that Epcot could provide, even though it was an outdoor location. So we said, free banquet chairs, as long as they're comfortable, fine. (laughs) So, but it ended up working out for us. Oh, that's great. So did you get shivari chairs or did you get banquet chairs? It was the shivari chairs. Wow. Yeah, we thought we were going to get the banquet chairs, but we walked into the reception. I go, Aaron, look at the chairs. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what? Who cares? You're like, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? We both agree that our favorite memory was the first look, just seeing each other and having that quiet time away from everybody else you know private moment for the two of us just seeing each other and getting back because we're 
you know, we were separated the whole morning. Like, that's not a lot of time, but, you know, (laughs) it seemed like it. And it's interesting because sometimes people say, well, you won't have a surprise, but it's a surprise. It's just earlier. Yeah, definitely. Now, did anything go wrong or not turn out like you expected? I know you mentioned the transportation. We had a charter van from the time we left Beach Club. It was it took us to Boardwalk for our pictures and went back and got our families and bridal party. And it was supposed to stay with us until it dropped us, our photographers and videographers, off at Epcot for our reception. So there shouldn't have been any delay. But for some reason, after the ceremony, the and I don't know if it was transportation's fault or whose fault it was, but um, one of the assistants told us, just stay at Seabreeze Point. And we were like, well, we're not doing any extra pictures. We already did all our pictures. You know, why do we have to stay here? And then she disappeared for a little while. And eventually somebody said, you know, it's getting late. We should probably go. So we ended up just leaving. I have no idea when to, what ended up happening. We walked up to the lobby and our transportation was there. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what ended up happening, but we literally got to Epcot right before illumination started. So we didn't get to have any food or drink before that. Oh, that's too bad. And then after the, the reception, um, we had a one-way van that was taking us back. And for some reason, our van followed the motor coach, which first went to Port Orleans French Quarter. Oh, no. And then, <laughs> so, yeah, we were supposed to go straight to Beach Club. So I was like, uh, this is in our hotel. <laughs> and then my aunt my aunt also was taking our, our bins. And for some reason, the bus driver wouldn't let her bring them on the bus. He made her put them under the bus. And then he drove away without her having them. Oh, no. So I was texting I was texting my planner at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Or like, I don't know, sometime around then. After, after the bus left because it came to Beach Club last. Mm. And yeah, the bus had to come back. And my brother stayed down in the lobby to, to get it. Told us, you know, go up to the room, have a drink. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. What a great wedding present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of transportation things. But it ended up okay, I guess. Okay. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? The music, dancing, entertainment aspect of the the reception, like we were worried, like you said before, that we would, people would be bored and not have anything to do. But obviously it didn't end up being a problem at all. And we were also worried about weather. It was right after the hurricane that was supposed to loop back. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But it ended up being a perfect night. It wasn't hot. We could have had the attic. It would have been fine, you know, but (laughs) it ended up being perfect. So it was good. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Maybe doing the full wishes just to get the longer, but then we would have had to change our date because we were on a Thursday and that the enhancement minimum is higher on a Thursday. So probably not. It all ended up being good. That's good. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Make sure you tell people a little bit earlier than they actually need to be there. Um, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> we did for the buses when people for for people that were getting picked up by the motor coach. We told them 15 minutes before, but for the ceremony, we put on the invitation. You know, 7:30. We should have put 7:15 or something to make sure because you know people are not so good at being on time. And I guess just expect that things are not going to go exactly as planned. Um, But it doesn't matter in the end. You get to marry 
the love of your life, your best friend. So that's awesome. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I know the Roots posted a blog post of some of our pictures. I have all of our pictures up on my Facebook. There, I'm not public, but those albums are, so it would be hard to find them if you don't know me or if you're not in a group with me. (laughs) (laughs) I will put some in a slideshow in the post for this show on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Well, Marsha, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's interested in the Mini Wishes Catered Event experience or wishes in general at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you very much, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com. <laughs>